and welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a new Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're full season ticket holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. So for a light-hearted take on Bristol's progress on and off the pitch this season, stay tuned. In this show, we discuss the away defeat against Exeter Chiefs. We hear about Lee and Pete's big night out with a pit bull or two. And we look ahead to the game against Bath. We'll continue to look at the Bristol connections at the Rugby World Cup in Japan and finish with our regular Gets My Goat feature. I'm Tony and this week I'm joined by Lee, Pete and Miles for some more rugby banter and a cheeky beer or two. Well, first of all, Miles, it's great to have you on the podcast again. Well, well, thanks so much. Well, the only reason I'm here is because you're at my house, lads. <laughs> it is. Uh, thanks for inviting us, Miles. Oh, that's all right, yes. M- Miles has given us the whole banqueting suite to uh, record the pod this week. So uh, if it's a little bit echoey, it's because of the uh, the family portraits all over the wall and the... Uh... I'll be taking the silvery with me now. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> some soft, soft furnishings as well to dampen the echo. Don't worry, lads. <laughs> So uh, it's great to have you on the podcast. Right, let's not beat around the bush. It's uh, Saturday evening and we've all just watched the Premiership Cup game on the telly uh, when uh, the Bears were down at Sandy Park to play Exeter Chiefs. So, Pete, um, what what were your thoughts on today's performance? Well, to be honest, Tony, when I listened to Pat Lamb's pre-match interview and he said, yeah, we really want to win the game... But actually, uh, this is the end of our four-match pre-season. And then when you compare that to what the uh, what the, the team sheet that was put out, I think we kind of realised what was coming. And um, I, I mean, the first half, really, I mean, very few positives came out of that first half. I guess the only two positives that came out of it was that we managed to score two tries, um, albeit in a kind of scrappy sort of way. Um and perhaps the only other positive that came out of the first half was that uh, Dave Atwood got a good run out and, and you know, looked pretty lively and got sort of scrapping around. But, I mean, realistically, that first half was, you know, we had seven academy players there and they literally were schooled in that first half. Uh, we didn't really have much of a look in. Um, but after the break, I think, it, you know, there was a few more positives that came out of it. And I think, um, you know, given the, the context of the game, that we did have a lot of youngsters playing. We had a few debuts and really this is all about moving towards Bath. I think we could take some positives and, and out of the second half, but the first half, you know, was a pretty non-Bristol event, I'd say. Okay, yeah, great. I'm sure we all agree see Dave Atwood there. And we, and we did score a couple of tries in that first half. And yeah. let's, let's face it, scoring tries at Sandy Park isn't that easy. But I think you're right, there there were maybe a few more positive things in the second half. Miles, what, what was your well, take on some I mean, of the I mean, subs, maybe? I mean, I agree. I mean, that, that scoreline was sort of predictable a bit, wasn't it, really? I mean, we've a lot of academy players out. I mean, that team sheet for Exeter, that was pretty much their first team, wasn't it? Um, apart from a few in the World Cup. First half, I mean, I agree with Pete. Not brilliant. I mean, Exeter's... Where do we go with their forwards? I mean, their driving mall is impeccable, really. If they're within two metres of your try line, how do you stop a team like that? It, it is impeccable, but don't you find it a bit boring when, you know, they, they grind, what was it, six tries out? Yeah. For oh, absolutely. It's, absolutely. Kind of, it's kind of boring, but... and. Effective, 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 but but interestingly effective in a kind of slightly illegal way as well, because there was a lot of interesting, you know, I was kind of watching this thing, you know, there's a lot of talk about Exeter in these last three 
cup games they've had about putting kind of decoy forward runners in when they're close to the line that just gives the next punch a little bit mm. further. And uh, and it was quite interesting to see what they were talking about there. And they are, you know, they, they push the, the boundaries a little bit. But it was, I mean, it was pretty brutal. They got anywhere within the red zone. They scored. I would it say was, it was unbelievable. I mean, the youngsters have... have... They've had a good run out today. They've had a good experience because, let's face it, I mean, one or two of them are not far off the first team. I think we'd all agree. And this is the type of game that they need to be in to, to progress in their learnings, as we always talk about. So, uh, I mean, about learnings. I also, I mean, I think, dare I say it, Mads kicking today. Mads play generally. I, I, hate to, I hate to, uh, to say anything about it, but it wasn't his best game. Three crossfield kicks. I mean, I, to be honest, yeah. I thought he had a bit of a shocker. Yeah. Really, I, um, think I, I, I think that's possibly his worst performance yeah. that I've seen in a in a Bristol Bears show. I don't think it helps that you know within the first few minutes or the first part of the game, he missed that tackle on that lock. Yeah. And I mean, and of course that was picked up by Austin Healy in the commentary. And I mean, you know, that's the. The worst time to do it because basically, you know, from that moment on, anything Madigan did wrong, and it, and you know, and it goes to your cross kicks. I mean, it was a good cross kick for the try, albeit I'd say that the winger made that try. The cross, you know, they had to scrap for that. But a couple of the other cross kicks were done when the penalty was already coming. You know, oh good, yeah. Due credit to to young master Bates yeah. for uh, collecting that. Uh, and yes, Austin Healy. But Madigan gave him plenty of he stuff did. to... He gave him ammunition. Ammunition, absolutely. Um, and I think, I mean, I think Madigan also just had... I don't know whether he was trying too hard or whether he just didn't feel that that was the place he should... You know, that was the right context, but a lot of other stuff... I mean, I would say... He's not had a run of games as well, has he? I mean... It's fair enough. You know, with Mads, if he's... You know, he he's... He always plays better for me when he's when he has had a run. You know, it's a catch twenty two though, isn't yeah, it? Because it if is. you're not playing well, you're not going to get the games. Yes. Because Tiff Eden last yeah. week against London Irish came in, immaculate kicking yeah. and, and and looked the part. And for and for me, he's jumped. He he has jumped into that into that second yeah. spot for yeah. me. Well, let's let's hold that because let's talk about what we think that starting 15 is going to be uh, for the Bath game yeah. so let's finish off on this uh, a few um, second half appearances Miles um, I think there was someone you were going to comment on seeing in the, the Bear Strip for the first time well I mean there's a few really aren't there I mean what about our friend TJ Fisher I mean was it not T JF let's not go back Tyrese Johnson I mean I hate to say but I've got N- nearly scored yeah. I mean you know the boys come off his first match against Bristol and um, he looked pretty nippy didn't he and I, I've got to say anybody that listened to last week's podcast there was a lot of talk about hair and hairdos and I mean he's brought it up to another level in this oh, yeah. oh, I mean, my, my daughter said is that a girl playing today when she came in I mean and I said no that's, that's TJ Fisher I've got, I've got to say Tony are you, you're absolutely right there was something else that struck me about haircuts. Obviously, it is something that I think about. And um, obviously, it just reminded me that Toby Fricker looks basically like Matt Prothero as well, because I, I saw the I saw these flowing white locks out there, blonde locks, and I thought, hang on, he wasn't on the team sheet. But the other thing I noticed across both sides, and I'm wondering whether this is a bit of a, a kind of rugby thing, there's a lot of Peaky Blinders haircuts. And I've got to say, Sam Bedlow, I've got to have a little word about his haircut as well. I mean, a lot of shaven... 
back and sides with a little bit on top. I just wonder if uh, there's a kind of rugby players well, thing where the, the Peaky I mean, Blinders box well, set has been passed around. Maybe they take the cap onto the pitch and then the, the front oh, row no, get I in. Mean, you know, yeah, Peter yeah, John really, would have... Big John on a peaky cat could be dangerous. Oh. Let, let's get back onto the players yeah. and off the haircuts. Um, who else then for those second half performances? I think Will Capon came on, looked in, yeah. impressive. He was superb, wasn't he? I mean, yes, England under 20s, and he, he didn't look out of place at all, did he? I mean, you know, he's facing the likes of Jack Yandel, Harry Williams, big lads for Exeter, aren't they? But yeah. he came on, and, you know, commentating by Austin Healy, he did a great run. An amazing 35-metre left-handed pass out of the ring nearly. Super. I think, I think, And then he got, he got a try as well, didn't he? I think the fact you mentioned that he's England under 20, he's not just an academy player. And I think, you know, he came on, he looked confident, didn't he? He looked mm. like he wanted to be in that environment. Um, and I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really impressive substitution. Is he another, another player pushing maybe for the for the first team this year? Yeah. Right, boys? Well, I, yeah. you, I, I, I don't necessarily see it. You know, who knows what's going to happen with injuries? But he did remind me he had that little bit of a thacker. You know, quick on his feet, wanting to to get the ball in hand. Um, I thought that young Yain Lloyd uh, came on, lovely little chip through and collect. Yeah. Uh, looked looked energy there. Um, and, you know, these are lots of relatively young lads that were playing against a pretty strong Exeter team. And, you know, I, I, I thought, what was the, the score in the end? I think it was 42-19. 42, 42, 42, 42, you know, at one point early in the first half, it looked like we were going to get completely blown away. But mm. I think the, the fact that we, we, we managed to um, keep hold of the ball, defend a lot better in the second half, um, you know, we were always going to struggle with the team that yeah. we put out. But yeah. You know, it's great to see some of these academy players playing yes. first team. Seven, we had seven academy players. Yeah. And, and again, remember when we said right at the start of the first podcast, I mean, these games were their pre-season games. And this is exactly what we wanted to see is the youngsters coming through and, and seeing these guys in a Bristol shirt. So... I mean, there were glimpses of flair, weren't they, from Bristol today, I thought. I mean, it's just brilliant. But, you know, nearly all Chiefs uh, tries were from the forwards, weren't they? Mm. So, I mean, it's, how, effective. How, it's, it's very effective. I mean, how are we going to deal with that in the next two Premiership games over the season? I mean, I know we didn't have all of our, obviously, a lot of academy in the pack today. But yeah, it'll be a different it's, team. It's a different it'll team. Be a different but, team and we'll be ready no, for it. And if not... We've still got miles on the dance floor at Sandy Park. So yeah, that will well, always yeah. you'll always have that. Right, let's move on then. And um, I believe Pete and Lee, you had a bit of a, a cheeky school night rugby night out in Bristol. I wonder if you you could tell us about it. But before you do, let's just his, listen to this. Hello, this is Brian Moore. This is for Bears Beyond the Gate. Listen to it because it's for you. True Bristol fans gate. Oh my God, the one and only Brian Moore. You too were with Brian Moore in Bristol. It was a very special night, actually, Tony. Um, was it I mean, the real Brian Moore? It was, it the, was real the real Brian Moore. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, I mean, actually, we were we got invited by uh, a friend of mine, very good friend of mine, to a Q and A. Uh, and it was in the old fish market on Tuesday evening. Which is a pub. It's a pub, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is obviously, you know... One and a of, good pub. As, as you know on this podcast, you know, we love socialising, don't we? We're a socialising, you know, bunch. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we went down on Tuesday and... Uh, 
It was a cracking night, Pete, wasn't it? Well, to be honest, Lee, I mean, it, you, you organised that, and uh, out of the four, out of the other three of us, I was the only one that was available to go. I, I, I was excited because I, I remember Brian Moore Pitbull from you know from the England days when I was sort of growing up. Yeah. Um, to be fair. I had to get a babysitter to make it happen you did because well, mate. You uh, did well. the kitchen diary was looking, you know, it was making it look difficult. Well, I mean, the kids were on their own for a well, no, free no, hour. I, I, I had to take your kids home, didn't I, Pete? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Miles had to take the kids back from brownies. Oh, it was a compliment. But was that Miles' yeah. excuse? Yeah. So to be fair, Miles redeemed himself for not turning up the night before. But uh, yeah, so Miles, thank you for that. So let's hear from Brian again and find out why he was down in Bristol. I've been here in Bristol promoting my. Beer, Pitbull beer with the Wimbledon Brewery. Having a great time, and you know what? The best thing is this. I don't mind talking any time you want to two other people. What I don't like is corporate people asking me bollocks, thinking it's really, really interesting when it's not. But tonight has been with True Rugby fans and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, there we are. Sorry for uh, the little bit of uh, language there from Mr. Moore. So, um, Lee, you're a, you're a big beer man. You, uh, you, you like an ale or two. Uh, what did you think of the, the Wimbledon Brewery brew? I have to admit, Tony, it was, uh, it was a lovely beer. I mean, the guys, I was lucky enough to have a, a couple of beers after uh, the event with Mark at Wimbledon Brewery. And I mean, they're doing some fantastic stuff at the moment. Um, and it was a traditional ale for anyone that loves the you know traditional beers. It was very smooth. I'm an IPA man. Everyone knows that. But I have to admit, it was a it was a cracking beer and and well represented on the night. I think, yeah, yeah fantastic. So, so those listeners that uh, are in Bristol, you, you can go down to the the old fish market in town, and if you want to try a pint of uh, Pitbull from Wimbledon Brewery, then uh, yeah, go 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 and have a a pint. We I mean we. We did try and get him onto Bristol topics, actually, Tony, because we we all you know we had the podcast in mind, and uh, I mean Brian was was there kind of to talk about the World Cup a bit, and he actually made some quite interesting, gave us some interest, interesting insights in the World Cup, um, which you know I'm sure people can hear in another place. But we did ask him about you know any memories he had from uh, playing in Bristol. Um, and basically, he couldn't remember anything, and he kept talking about the fact that the only place he never lost at was the rep in Bath. So we kind of tried to move that one on a little and that, bit. And that was before he'd obviously drunk the pit. Well, yeah, I mean, to be fair to, to Brian, you know, he, he's, he he likes to talk, and um, but we did, you know, we did talk a bit, and then actually after the kind of the main event. Um, you know, we did get to chat to him a little bit and talk a little bit yeah. more about... Well, we actually asked him a little bit about podcasting and stuff like that and, and how we should get on. And, uh, you know, he gave us a few good insights. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess the one thing, actually, that, that perhaps I can link back to Bristol that was quite interesting, he, he did talk a bit about the, you know, this, the, the prevalence of the red cards in the, in the World Cup. Um, and, you know, that he had a very strong view about this and pretty much saying that although people are moaning about it and that, and they're um, you know perhaps spoiling some of these games. He, he said you know realistically this this law has been around for twelve months that you don't you don't take you know you don't go high on the tackle and if you get a red card you've got to learn from it and you know he he had kind of little sympathy for a lot of them. he said you know you've got to learn to go low if you've got to go low in the tackle you go low in the tackle and I think what I think this might relate to Bristol is that you know I'd be quite disappointed if we get any red cards this season, because that would suggest 
that some of the players yeah. um, and even the coaches, you know, are not taking this on board because it clearly, if this has happened in the World Cup, the Premiership refs are going to be all over this. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to have to be, uh, as fans, going to have to hope that Pat and the boys, if you're listening, lads, you know, as Brian said, start low in the tackle and keep low because, you know, we don't want to be going down to 14 men in Premiership games, do we? Absolutely not. Lee, any any thoughts from you from your night with Brian Moore? Yeah, I mean, one of the most interesting uh, f- facts or thoughts that I had was when we were we were talking about psychology in rugby. Um, but you were Brian Moore? Me and Brian Moore. Blimey. Just the two of us, Miles. Yeah. Because obviously you weren't there. No, 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 I was picking up these kids. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so we we were talking about the the general psychology because obviously, I mean, Brian Moore is an, uh, is an old school rugby player you know we all we all know that and I was quite interested because I asked him the question do you think Australia did the uh, psychological thing on us in 1995 because obviously we played a brand of rugby to get to that final which was quite dare I say it boring very English forwards you know we drove on and and so I asked Brian the question uh, on the night and and I, he did allude to the fact that we we probably did get suckered in a little bit, didn't he? Um, what did you What did you think of that? Well, was it the final in ninety one or or ninety five when we played Australia at Twickenham? It was ninety one. Sorry, sorry. It was ninety one. It was yeah. when we we at Twickenham and we lost we lost the final. He basically what he alluded to was that he had his own opinions on how we should have run that final, yeah. and it wasn't quite. Um, parallel to the uh, instructions that were given to the team yeah. and I think that was his kind of it was an interesting insight um, he also gave a very interesting insight about the current England team and he claims that we yeah. are probably the only team other that team New that can beat New Zealand to win this World Cup he, he, and he said but the problem we've got is he said we could put out 15 ball carriers but he doesn't think we're going to do that all the time because he reckons that Eddie Jones has done all this research yeah. and has over over games in past years and has worked out that basically you win games by kicking and yeah. you win games by kicking because if you dominate territory you win games and that kind of goes against having sort of you know flary sort of line breakers out and so he's kind of it was an interesting insight because yeah. you know it makes me think about Bristol as well with our philosophies that we have and Pat Lambs you know we've we've had you know we've had some sort of we've seen some games last season with playing it out from the back and you know and then kicking and, and like kicking is the thing the fans hate the most but I kind of started thinking about this and it does make a bit of sense that if you dominate territory you know dominate territory then you can spread it out from there today and um, that was quite an interesting insight and uh, you know, I think that that was about it really we had we could link that to Bristol Tony because <laughs> as I said he couldn't remember the men <laughs> the rest of it was spent drinking Pitbull which yeah. is obviously the, the main reason we were I mean we to, be honest, to be honest Lee, I, I'm, I'm amazed you can remember anything from the night to be fair <laughs> well, well I've, I've got to say Lee, Lee dropped the microphone back at my house at about midnight and his internal oh. gyroscopes uh, definitely needed to be reset because when he left he was <laughs> just weaving up the pavement <laughs> from side to side so uh, it took me at least two hours to get home too fair, fair play to you guys for going out on a school night and having some beer and uh, great and, and thank you uh, thank you Pitbull for uh, playing a little yeah. part in the early episodes yeah. of uh, Bears really Beyond the Gate that. yeah 
Right, let's move on then. Uh, it's the big one, Bath. Come uh, on! Um, what do we think after today? I mean, I, I don't think there were too many pointers we can take from today's game. No, but really. Atwood's fit. Atwood's fit. Yeah. That's probably the one thing. Um, let's speculate then maybe on what we think the starting 15 is going to be for the Bath game. Now, um, I think, you know, if we take the front row to start with... You, Afoa and Thaka are probably two of the first names on the team sheet. Um, who, who's going to play uh, uh, at number one? Well, I think this is the, this is this is the debate we can have. I mean, I, there's, I think there's a head and heart situation here, Tony. No, and you know what there's I'm going to say, one, don't you? One for me. <laughs> you know what there's I'm going to say. For me. You know what the heart says. The heart says Jake Tracy. Yes. Jake Chokes because a couple of games pre-season he was looking fresh just for viewers not on Twitter that's Jake Wall. sorry apologies um, but possibly the head says the likes of Jan Thomas well yeah, Jan Thomas has played today six games yeah. six days before the bath game I think he'll be on the bench I think Jake starts and I think that that front row more or less picks yeah. itself yeah, be right there. yeah, um, yeah. Let, let me give another bit of the pack that I think picks itself Number eight and the two flankers. I mean, I can't see any way that Luatoa, Thomas and Nathan Hughes aren't yeah, going to start so, at totally six, seven great. and eight. I think the interesting th- thing for me is who's going to play the two two lock positions? Miles, what do you think? I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously Atwood, is, we just found out he's fit today. He came off at about, what, substituted at 60 minutes. I mean, it's a conundrum, a conundrum, isn't it? I mean, we got a what? A conundrum. conundrum. Uh, check that. If you, actually, te- Miles, if you'd listened to the last week's podcast, if you'd been there, Tony made a good point about Atwood, is that, you know, if he played, if he played to today bed. to get his kind of a little bit of match fitness, he would be a fantastic player to have because of his experience of Bath and his knowledge maybe a little bit inside. So I, I think, Tony, what you... I'm. I think he's going to start. So I do think I. Atwood's going to start. So, I, I, I think I, so who, start who is going to be alongside Big well, Dave? Well, partly based on performances last season and the fact that he didn't take part at all today yeah. is Ed Holmes. Yeah, from yeah. There, totally. Oh, yeah. Um, totally agree. See, so, that's on my list. Miles, are we, are we, are we all in agreement? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good player. I mean, Mal- Maldoni and that would play well today, but maybe you'd have... It's, it's, apparently it's Mal... Downey, boys. I thought. Mate, what I mean, do you have him on the bench as a, a lock? If yeah, getting yeah. To be fair, he's, he's, he's brilliant in lineouts. He's done he? brilliant for us uh, as well, and I, yeah. I mean, but that's we you were hear, saying last week. Did you hear the ref today tell Maldoni off? Said uh, said you're gonna have to lower the volume because of the TV the are telling TV, us the TV are listening to you. Yeah. Aren't they? and I think to be fair to Maldoni, if he if he concentrate a little bit more on. Uh, Doing his job than chatting, we might have maybe. Did he decide for a water break time. early though? He, no. he didn't. I, I did look out for that, and to be yeah. fair, I, I think maybe he, uh, maybe he listened to the pod last week and realised that that was a bit unacceptable, wasn't it? We got loads of choice there. I think I think we we pretty much all agree yeah. on the packs, so and yeah. we're saying Walmore, Thacker, and a fur in the front row, Atwood, Holmes as locks, and then Thomas, Luatoa, and Hughes as yeah. the, the back three in the pack. Right, scrum half, fly half. Who's going to play, Lee? I'm going to go tried and tested. Sheedy, Uren. That's 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 it for me. I agree. Yeah. Totally agree. I, I think I have to agree with Lee there. Unfortunately, we'll have to oh. agree with him. 
for the first time ever. I mean, the, you know, Sturzak has had a, a few games, hasn't he, in these warm-ups? No, no, no. But he's, just, gonna, he's, not, be, he's not quite cooking. It's Randall on the bench. It's not Sturzak. Yeah. It's Randall, it's Randall on, the on the bench. It's a, it's a close call between Randall and Urin, I've got to say. It, but is, it is a very I think, close I think call. it's tried yeah. and tested. I think, yeah. I think Sturzak, all, it, all, you know, he was game today, but all that told me today about Sturzak is he's number three. Yeah. And, you know, he, was, yeah. he, he chatted a bit, but he, he, he was, a, I felt, a bit... I mean, a bit slow, like a bit we sideways. just alluded to earlier, there's a reason that's why Sturzak is yeah. playing today, and that's why. Yeah. You're I right. think we're all agreed on that, aren't we, Tony? So, so we've got a nine and ten. Um, okay, let's look at the centres then. Is there much debate around this? Mm, I think this is where there's a there's a, a bit of debate, Tony. I mean, we're looking at Hurrell, we're looking at Bedlow, we're looking at O'Connor. I'd say I don't know anyone else. I think without well, our Samoans and Tongans. Uh, that's our strongest choice, isn't it? I, I think it's Hurrell and uh, O'Connor for yeah. me. Um, O'Connor yeah. for what he delivered towards the end of last season yeah. and, and what he's shown already this season. And Hurrell is is the crash man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Congratulations on, on the baby as well. Uh, absolutely. Yours? Oh, no, Hurrell's. Sorry, yeah. Hurrell's, yeah. yeah. I think that's first child. The Hurrell so, family, yeah. So, yeah, many congratu- congratulations from everyone at There's Beyond the Gate. Um, and, uh, yeah, enjoy those precious few days and, and hopefully get a good night's sleep on Thursday night. Yeah, so, yeah, you're firing for... Maybe sleep in the loft, Will. Yeah. I, I agree. I think Hurrell and Anna yeah. Connor. We, OK, yeah. yeah. And Bedlow on the bench, then, do you think? Yeah, I or? think so. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I, I, he's done yeah. enough. I like, the, I like the cut of his jib. Despite his, his, uh, his can you explain his that to me one time? Pete? What the cut of the jib? Yeah, yeah. Just I just like the look of him. Yeah. Despite his slightly uh, Peaky Blinders esque haircut, I, you know. But no, I, I just but I think you're right, Tony. I think O'Connor and and uh, Hurrell. Right. This is where it gets interesting because I maintain that um, with no Piatau and no Morahan in the squad today, I don't think they're fit. I don't think they're going to feature next week, or at the very best, they might make the bench. A, do you agree with me? Uh, and B, if you do, who's going to fill in those two wing positions and full back for us next week? I, I kind of agree, Tony, but I disagree with the bench thing. I think if you've got those big players, if they are fit enough to get on the bench, then they'd be playing. Yeah. I just think I think it, it doesn't make any sense to me to you know we would have seen them yeah, yeah. I, and I yeah, just I think agree. so yeah. I agree I mean I agree with you I, th- I don't think they're fit and I think it's a bit I, I don't well, know we've heard nothing at all from the club no, nothing we? at all no, I mean, no, no, said this last that's week. yeah that said that said there is this outside chance and I think I alluded to this that maybe just maybe you know they are fit and apparently just up. caged them. They are ca- they are literally caged, waiting to be unleashed. I don't I don't see that. They, they might be physically fit, but they're not match no. fit, and I don't think they're mentally no. fit for a game without getting some proper. Which is kind of disappointing, isn't it? Because you know we this what happened last year as well. Yeah. You know we're all waiting. For, I mean, at least we knew Pieta was injured because we knew it, he got injured. Yeah. But then that maybe you know is that why he's not played any pre seasons? Because don't want the same thing to happen. Um, but I think Tony, yeah, I think you're right. I think they're not. We're not. We've got to accept that they're not in the starting lineup at so all. In, in that case, who are our two wingers and who's playing fullback? Now, for me, 
I think probably Matt Prothero starts at 15. Yeah. He had a, a yeah. really good game against London Irish. I think going forward, he gives us some exceptional um, uh, attacking prowess. Got to say, if there's a 17-stone centre chuntering through the forward and he's the last man, he's not going to deal with it like Piatau does defensively. But I, 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 I would start him, I think, at 15. I agree. I mean, I think... I think uh, we yes. did mention it in the, the Chiefs game, but Pincus, whilst I really like him, um, he was he was he, he didn't have a great game under the high ball, did he today? And uh, you know, I I don't think there's any way that that Pincus will start fullback, and I, it's hard to know who else we're going to put there. And I, I agree. So I think hopefully, if we've got the sort of uh, the the Hurrell, O'Connor central thing, we won't have big units running at Matt Plodero anyway. Mm. So uh, hopefully, mm. Matt will be getting those billowing blonde locks flowing in the wind. So who are the wingers then? Who 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 is going to start? I mean, uh, I Ryan Edwards seems to have disappeared a little bit. You know, he played, he played that one game. I, know. And I don't know why. Luke Daniel is one of the wingers that's going to start. Possibly. I mean, he played against Gloucester, didn't he? And he looked pretty solid. I mean, there's no reason why Pincus couldn't go on the wing. I mean, uh, you know, just because he could, didn't catch the high ball today. I mean, he, he is a... I like the look of him. You know, dare I say it, Lee? I like the cut of his jib. Um, so, know, what, what are the other options there? We've, we, we saw Bates play. We've seen Fricker play. Fricker. We've got TJ. A bit too early. Too early. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't think we have that many options. I think it could be Daniels. I think it might be a yeah. solid... It, you know, Again, it's got to be training. I mean, it's a, we're, we're talking about Bath. It's... it's and let's face it, it's the biggest game of the season for us, and we, and we have to stick with you know the best team. In. I mean, Fricker was like it was you know a, a nippy little lad again, but dare I say, quite slight, isn't he? We, I don't think we can have another no, can, 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 on no. there. Can we have two blokes? We can. With we'll like that. Yeah. So so we're saying Luke Daniels for one, maybe Ryan Edwards for the other. I mean, he's got the experience. Um, he's played for the Bears. I, I, I mean, who who I, who is going to get in in front of right Ryan Edwards well, at the I, moment? I no think, one, no well, one. I just still think I think Pincus potentially could play the wing. Not just, for me, yeah. Not just. I just think he's a. Well, let's be there. That final wing position. I'm saying Edwards. You're saying Edwards. He's a solid tackler. He's obviously come back from injury. Ryan Edwards, and he's fast, isn't he? Well, um, on that basis, I'm going to say Pincus. On that basis, he might not be TJ fast, but, Sorry, but he's still rapid. So we're saying for the backs then: Uren, Sheedy, Daniels, Hurrell, O'Connor, Edwards, and Prothero. So that's our fifteen. We'll soon find out. Probably Thursday, I would imagine, when yeah. the team is announced. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, and I think. You know, we are all so excited about this game and I'm sure every Bristol Bears fan is going to be excited to see Ashton Gate sold out and absolutely rocking. You're listening to The Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and TuneIn. If you'd like to contact the show with your comments and ideas, you can email us at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at bearsbeyondgate. Right, let's move now to um, our Rugby World Cup roundup and all things Bristol. Um, Obviously, it's been quite a controversial uh, story in the general news, let alone the sporting news this week. But, um, Lee, I believe you saw the Samoa game, bits of Samoa game today? I did, Tony, yeah. I mean, obviously, I was was blending the the game 
in between socialising uh, today, as as I you know, as I usually do. Um, Samoa were completely outclassed again. I mean, to be honest, uh, it was. It was one of those games. They just seemed to be constantly outclassed this throughout this World Cup. I mean, the one bright thing I would say it was lovely to see Jack Lamb score in a try in the World Cup, and I would say that obviously, full respect to him that he was actually out there in the World Cup because obviously we we noticed we heard a story this week about the fact that he could have actually signed for a French team, uh, and he chose not to take the money. Um, because they said, well, you can't get to the World Cup. And um, and he's out there and he's scoring a try for his country. And I mean, it's, it's kind of in this day and age where money dictates everything that, that we do. It's, it's, lovely, it's a lovely side story that someone actually just wants to play for their country. And, and that's the most important thing. Absolutely. Yeah. It's lovely to see a, a former Bristol player with that, that kind of attitude and that kind of belief. In Your old favourite as well. well. Yeah, the Laminator. Well, I mean, we loved watching Jack that did. day, didn't he? And he, you know, captained a couple of times, probably a few more than that. He was just so committed, wasn't he? And, you know, good on he him. Was, he was very him. unlucky, the injury as well, wasn't he? But I think they've had a, I mean, they've had a, good, they've had a good time. And from yeah. a Bristol point of view, our four players out there have had a proper good pre-season. Yeah. And let's hope they come back safely and they're ready to be, you know, selected for the probably the sale game, I imagine, on the 1st of November. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, that, 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 that's probably the best we can say, really, Tony. Absolutely. They've certainly played against some, some top Top class players, and let's hope they've learned from that and bring that back and can uh, you know use that to Bristol's advantage. Now, one thing I briefly want to touch on, obviously, the controversy surrounding the typhoon and the cancelled games. Now, you know, without going into too much detail, what are your thoughts on what's happened in Japan this this weekend? Well, I think certainly from an English point of view, the French got away lightly. Um, because you know pros and cons. I think we would have we would have certainly um, beaten that French team. Um, we would have certainly got the, the full maximum points. Um, but taking that aside, I mean we all love things French, don't we, boys? You know. Yeah, love a bit, love a bit of Brinley, Yeah, we do. Yeah, I mean uh, there's a lot of good things to come out of France. Um, but I think that health and safety. Is is it's got to be tantamount to the whole tournament, and uh, you know whether we like it or not. Actually, people's safety is at the end of the day rugby's a game, uh, yeah. and um, I think I mean I think you know you're right, and they've made that decision. So now that decision has been made to call two games off. I'm afraid I'm, I'm you know Scotland. It's uh, it's just a it's just yes, a tough call yeah. for them. It's tough, and as Eddie Jones said. <laughs> You know, maybe they should have wrapped up a few more points earlier on in there. I the think group. they did try, though, but they're just I not good enough. Right. I mean, are we all alluding to sort of the fact that, well, just pipe down Scotland? The, the decision's been made over safety. Um, you know, the teams have been given their points for obviously not playing. You didn't score enough points in the earlier stages. Um, tough though it is. Do you, Them's yeah, the rules. Those are the rules. Well, that, that's the point I wanted to make, that it was very clear that all teams knew that if games were cancelled in this this first league phase, um, that they, they wouldn't be rescheduled. It would be a nil-nil draw and two points. Everybody knew that. We are talking with a natural disaster. I think the typhoon they're saying is the strongest for yeah. 60 years. Yeah. 
we, we don't know if the Scotland game's called off at the time of recording this, but we've seen some of the pictures coming out of Japan and the weather and the conditions are horrendous. And I think you some would say Scottish weather potentially. Well, absolutely, yeah. You you've got to stick with one. You can't have one rule for one and one yeah. rule for the other. Absolutely. Any games that are cancelled are cancelled. I think the dis- disappointing thing, and I hope it doesn't come to this, Scotland even talking about legal action. Yeah. I mean, the rules were clear. Yeah. Let's be consistent, and it's a shame for all Scottish fans if they don't get their chance. But I think you know you have to be consistent. You can't just put one game on because it's a bit more important than another one. Oh, if they're cancelled, they're cancelled. Can I just say, I mean, who was Scotland playing in that last game? Japan. Well, look, I'd yeah. face Japan. Exactly. I think Japan would beat Scotland anyway. I, I think there is a fair chance of that, absolutely. And let's so, face it, they ain't going to win the World Cup anyway, so... Yeah. And, and good on Japan. If they progress, which because of the typhoon they might I mean they play superbly haven't they great for the home nation to progress to the quarterfinals absolutely so uh, and a big big shout out to all our Scottish friends in, in Bristol <laughs> come, on, as well. come on Japan yeah and that brings us to the final bit of the podcast our, our normal feature what gets my goat and um, I think we've got something quite topical uh, today Miles? Oh. Miles? Well, it's a, it's a short one. It's a short one, really, isn't it? Sorry, this, Cause, cause I've decided this well, afternoon. But it's very short, but we all agree, yeah. don't we? So, Miles, are you going to go for it? Are you going to tell us well, you what know, gets our goat? Certain commentators on a certain sports channel really don't like Bristol. Should we I say mean, it in tone? Should we say it together? Who, who am I alluding to? Austin Healy. Austin Healy. Austin Healy. Gets our goat because I mean, this section could last for hours, couldn't it? But we're not we're not going to make it last for hours. But again, Austin, I don't know what it is about Bristol, but you seem to be on a real downer when it comes to us. And you know, this is a team that finished strongly last season, um, uh, and you're just against about, all odds against, as well. By against the way. all odds, and you're talking about us like relegation fodder again. I think. You, you've certainly got, got my goat today with your 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 comments on Bristol's chances for the season ahead. And it'll be interesting to see uh, see when we see him at the at the gate on Friday. I'd, I'd, I'd liken uh, Austin Healy to you know those little Jack Russell dogs who are yeah. just constantly yapping, yapping all the time, and then there's there's nothing to them. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah. You can't take that. Jack Russell out for an hour not for a really, good walk. No, you can give it. They're absolutely shattered. Are you allowed to you give it a kick these days? Well, that's not on. Well, no, beyond beyond close uh, doors. Okay. Obviously, you can kick anything. I mean, maybe if we see Austin Healy on Friday night, who knows? Well, Miles, if you want to show up, steady Miles. Maybe if make sure you don't. Have it's always the posh boys that you have to look out for, though, isn't yeah, it? <laughs> absolutely. And on the posh boy note, thanks for letting us have the mansion today. Um, you know, I know the old pair had the the day off, so um, I think the kids have been in front of uh, Netflix tonight. Um, so thanks for hosting, Miles. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, we shall reconvene next week and hopefully be talking about. Bristol's fantastic start to the season by downing the Bath rugby at Ashton Gate. So that's it for tonight. Thank you very much. 